0: Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the
1: third he's gone! He's gone! What a move!
0: It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros.
1: He goes to the near side and it's picked up!
0: From the Fantasy Heroes...
1: Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone! Buckle up your chin strap for the Fantasy Fantasy Fix. And today, we're pleased to be joined by Nick Mencio from rotoworld.com. Nick, let's start in the Emerald City of Seattle. Even though Jimmy Graham keeps dropping passes, feels like Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin are on the same page. What's the outlook for Baldwin Sunday, the matchup against Houston coming off the bye? Texans, of course, missing J.J. Watt, and Whitney Merciless for the rest of the year.
0: They, both Baldwin and Russell Wilson had big games last week. They, they, they started a little slow, but, but they turned it up in the second half against the Giants. Both had huge fantasy days. Uh, this one's in Seattle. A decently high total at 45.5 points with the uh, Seahawks favored by 5.5, so a 25.5-point team total. That's a high that's a high number for any week and especially this week. So I like them to bounce back for sure. I mean, got Houston coming off its bye, I believe, but I like this spot for Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin for sure.
2: Nicky, you rely on O. J. Howard weekly or just in a boom or bust scenario?
0: Yeah, I know. He's come off that big two touchdown game last week against the Bills, but he was wide open on both touchdowns. Uh Cameron Brake still out out targeted him nine to six. Howard just happened to catch all six of his targets. I'm still leaning with Bray in this uh, tight end timeshare, but, I mean, Howard's got the talent. He's a first-round pick, uh, big-time athlete. I mean, I'd like to see him his, his role grow going forward, but I'm still on Bray in this, in this scenario.
1: Nick, so many owners navigating a bye and looking ahead. Let's talk about what's going on in Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette unable to play on the road in Indy on Sunday. Jacksonville with a week off. Moving forward, if you don't believe he's going to be healthy with the ankle issue, and we know he was banged up at LSU, would you handcuff him to either T.J. Yeldon or Chris Ivory? How are you playing that?
0: Man, I'm hoping Fournette gets back after the bye, but... I played a ton of Chris Ivory in uh, DFS last week and he scored that short touchdown, but he just didn't get anything else going on the ground. And like you said, TJ Yeldon had 122 yards on the touchdown on just nine carries. Coach Doug Marone today was saying that he might have to rethink the uh, running back situation going forward, which means Yeldon could be active on game days and Ivory who doesn't play special teams could be the one, the odd man out. Cause number three back Corey Grant's a, a big asset on kick coverage.
2: Latavius Murray came off of a big game. Which running back uh, from the Vikings do you like moving forward?
0: I'm still team Jarek McKinnon for sure. Uh, before last week, Latavius Murray just looked like he was uh, just like close to done. I know he had surgery on either his foot or his ankle in the offseason, I can't remember. But before, before last week, he was averaging like 2.4 yards per carry or two and a half yards a carry. Uh, I, I still need to see more from Latavius. I'm still uh, liking McKinnon more in this, in this uh, backfield.
1: East Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. Fantasy Fix with our friend Nick Menzio, rotoworld.com. Talking Marlon Mack, I may have to put a quarter in the jukebox for return of the Mack, and fantasy owners are hoping (laughs) he can get some consistency. How much you buy in Mack moving forward?
0: I'm still not very high on him. I mean, he was leading the league in in carries that went for zero or negative yards heading into last week. I I assume he's still leading the league in in that stat, and he dropped another couple passes last week. He drops two passes the week before that. He just he's just a big play guy who makes too many mistakes. He can't protect the quarterback on third downs, and I I, I don't think the coaches trust him enough to expand his role. So I'd be add him adding him in any league he's available, but he, he you can't start him right now.
2: When you think about Jacksonville. Uh, you think about Saxville, if that's what you want to call it from a defensive right, standpoint. Yeah. Offensively, it's been about the running game. It wasn't uh, Leonard Fournette. It was T.J. Yeldon uh, the last time. But Blake Bortles, uh, they're asking him to not screw it up. And when you look at what he's done, has he turned the corner as a fantasy quarterback?
0: Yeah, he had a big week against the Colts last week. But I still am a believer that Bortles can screw way too many things up that they're not going to put a, put a ton of pass attempts on his plate. I, like you said, this is a – run-first offense, they're going to run whoever is in that backfield over giving the putting the ball in Bortles' hands. So I still don't, I'm still i not a big Bortles fan for fantasy. Obviously, you can have some big weeks, but they're going to be wholly unpredictable, and I'm not buying into it at all.
1: Nick, if we think about cause and effect, Joe Mixon postgame after the loss on the road in Pittsburgh was vocal, saying, why can't I get the same amount of touches as Le'Veon Bell? The answer is Le'Veon Bell is about a running back, and we know that you got Gio Bernard... Jeremy Hill in Cincinnati. But do you think Mixon going public with those concerns will get him more touches on Sunday?
0: I mean, you like to think like the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but Joe Mixon's a rookie. Marvin Lewis isn't a guy that typically likes to play his rookies a lot. They have some infatuation with Jeremy Hill up in Cincinnati. I don't know what the reason is, but he hasn't done anything since his rookie year, Uh, but he's still going to be getting carries it looks like. But – I do like Mixon for this week. The the, uh, Bengals are heavy favorites at home against the Colts. Uh, I like Mixon to get back to maybe 18 touches this week, but he's just not finding the end zone right now. That offensive line in Cincinnati is just not very good. Uh, I mean, you can't trust him as anything more than like a low-end RB2. We just hope he he can find the end zone.
2: Uh, How does the value of player in Miami change with Matt Moore playing instead of Jay Cutler?
0: I honestly don't think it changes that much. Matt Moore is a serviceable, serviceable backup, has done it before. Jay Cutler was not playing well at all before getting hurt. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins really miss a beat too much with the quarterback change. Uh, Jarvis Landry's is still going to hog targets over the middle of the field. Jay Ajayi is still going to get a ton of carries. If Devontae Parker comes back, he'll get some deep shots down the sideline, maybe some red zone opportunities. But I don't think their, their value changes too terribly much.
1: Nick, when the Giants come off the bye, Eli Manning's got to throw the football to somebody. With all the injuries, what wide receiver would you pick if you had to from Big Blue?
0: Oh my gosh, a wide receiver on that team. I don't think I'd pick any of them, maybe Sterling Shepard, but Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram's the guy in that offense now. He's, uh, over the past month, the past four weeks, Evan Ingram leads all tight ends and targets. He's scored a number of touchdowns. He's, he's kind of bucking the trend of rookie tight ends struggling in the NFL. So I love Ingram's game. He's more of a receiver than anything, but I think the offense definitely runs through him now.
2: Marcus Mariota was was somewhat of a scoring machine last year, uh, but obviously he's not doing that. Do you keep him on the bench until he proves he can score somewhat like he did last season?
0: Yeah, he's on the bye this week. I have him in a number of leagues. It's kind of tough to hold on to him, but I, I'm giving him another shot. He gets two uh, home games coming out of the bye against the Ravens and the Bengals. Not great matchups, but... Mariota's upside, like you said, is huge. I mean, if he gets over that hamstring strain, maybe he'll start running the ball a little more again. Uh, he has some easy matchups coming up after those two against the Colts, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the fantasy playoffs. So I'm looking, forward, looking ahead with him and, and trying and to hold on to him.
1: Nick, as always, we appreciate the analysis. Good luck this week, and we'll chat with you next week on the NFL on TuneIn. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week.